welcome welcome to the no one cares podcast the first episode of 2020 i am your host as always devin aka devin no one cares on all socials and this is the no one cares podcast a show for creators of color where we talk about music social issues pop culture and much more also i am working with these new mics so we figuring shit out as we go so we're gonna see how the volume sounds all that stuff but um yeah i'm, I'm not even gonna hold y'all up any longer I'm not going to do any like 2020 talk. We'll talk about that in a bit. But um, today I am joined by, I would say, a new homie, somebody who I um, met sometimes last year. Uh, shout out to Isaiah. Uh, I met her at a false ego, um, false ego. It was some kind of an event in a proper city. Um, and Isaiah introduced me and we chopped it up. She just seemed like she was really cool. I really messed with her energy. She had really good energy and, you know, she's also a black woman and I vibe really well with my people, especially just black women and just, you know, it's just a good, a good vibe, good feeling. She was really funny. And, um, I found out one day via, I think Instagram, basically that we had a, she had similar career interests that I have a career interest in as well. We decided to finally link up one day and have a big conversation about it. It's, you know, about music, uh, working in the music and entertainment industry and things like that. And just sitting there, you know, having that conversation with her, you know, it, it wasn't just a meeting where we like were strictly talking business. It was one of those things where we actually kind of got to know each other, who we were, just live and turned into something kind of like, like bigger. Like it was like, this girl is super cool. She's the person I thought she was. And like, I can say that I consider her a friend and i'd like to see us be cooler because i think we have a, a lot of things in common where you just like one of the people that you would keep in your circle because you have to watch who you keep in your circle of course but this is somebody who has that good energy that good spirit she's the worst texture i've ever met in my entire life but you know nobody's perfect i totally understand um and i'm still also learning how to say her name right because it scares me every single time tion <laughs> Tion. Tion. It Welcome Tion. to the show. What's cracking? <laughs> I did not know that about you not knowing my name. Oh, yeah. No, I, I told you. I said I'm very scared to say names <laughs> and that every time that I say it, I'm going to be super nervous. Oh, snap. Well, yeah. Tion. Tion. Hello, everyone. Tion. Um, let's see. Real quick before we kind of get into it. Tell the people about Tion. Who, who, who are you? What do you do? All that jazz. Hmm. Well, I am... The oldest of three. Um, I have two younger brothers. I don't know how that relates to anything. But anywho, I'm a Colorado native. I was born in Colorado Springs. Um, stayed down there the most of my life. I went to go play soccer in college in South Dakota. Mm -hmm. And then spent a little bit of time there and came right back because Colorado is the place to be and it's home. Um, and then I moved to Denver two years later. And I've been in Denver for two years now. Um, kind of came up here to pursue my passion with music and shows in the industry so I kind of um kind of stepped into a role for, as like a local um production assistant and kind of got to do that for about a year and that was super super cool I met a lot of cool people learned a lot of cool things kind of got to dabble within the industry and what it takes and hours and all of that just to kind of see that's what I wanted to do um kind of got to do some really really cool gigs or whatnot and kind of waited for that perfect opportunity and that perfect opportunity 
never really came. So I kind of had to re-swizzle life and figure some things out for me personally, financially, all that jazz. So now I'm currently a um, staffing and um, and staffing and recruiting, and I am a recruiter, and I actually really love it right now. I feel like that's God. That's where God wants me at the moment. And music and entertainment will always be there. And someday maybe I'll revisit that. But yeah, I'm just kicking it in Denver, loving it here. Just a cool chocolate chick in the city. Chocolate chick. <laughs> I like a great uh, Twitter name. Um, you said that you know you're waiting for the per- perfect opportunity. We had this conversation uh, prior. Do you see yourself like? Do you still have that attachment? to that industry and that love still there do you maybe see yourself going back to that one day because i think one one way that i think we really like but i really vibed with you about was not just the what we had in common musically career-wise but like i think it was very cool and not so often and this is not to fault anybody but clapping my hands a lot this is not to fault anybody but it's um meeting people on that spiritual level too Mm -hmm. who you can talk to and it's 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 you know you can kind of be open about that or be like, yo, I, I feel this way about that. And cause I mean, like for people like me and you, I think some of our decisions are spiritually guided or, mm-hmm. you know, spiritually approved before we really make a move on. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what really kind of rocked with it. But do you, um, do you still see yourself maybe chasing, not chasing that, but kind of going towards that later on in the future? Or are you kind of like, I'm really set down on it? Yeah, as of and now. And what were you doing, by the way? Like, what like, what were some of your roles? Just so people can understand. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So being like a local production assistant or even like a local runner, um, what I would do is like the day of the show or even the day before show, um, I would work directly with my, I work for a company called Live Nation. Mm-hmm. So I would work um, with tour managers, um, touring production assistants, um, all of that jazz. So I would help with like transportation. I'd help with guest lists. I'd help with, um, kind of maybe even dressing room sometimes, um, getting things that, uh, man, kind of like maybe even coordinating some things with like band arrival, artist arrival, like all that stuff. So Everything kind of that like I dream about is what you were doing. Fun but, stuff. But yes. Sure, yeah. But it's all locally <laughs> because I'm from Denver and I know Denver. So, I mean, I don't get into the nitty gritty of the things that are like, um, very personal to the shows, but, mm-hmm. um, I do get to work closely with those people that come in and out because I know the venues, um, work with like Red Rocks, uh, Pepsi Center, the Fillmore, really cool, um, areas and met some pretty cool people, but, um, that passion will always be there and I love that and I get emotional about it when I think about it because I love it so much. It's okay. Um, but at the moment I feel as though I'm not going to close that door because anything can happen. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's been on my heart for a very long time and maybe God put that on my heart for a minute, but it's kind of detouring me for a season mm-hmm. and maybe he might detour me back. So I don't want to just close that door just because I don't think it's completely closed. I feel like maybe one day um, I'll be connected to that industry in some way. Um, but as of now, I have to kind of um, walk the path that God let or like laid in front of me for recruiting and for the corporate world at the moment. But um, yeah, I feel like I've since I've met a lot of people because I never believed it growing up. But sometimes it's all about who you know. It is. It's like, all about who sure. you know. And I never, I never believed that. I'm like, you know what? God's gonna do it. Like I wait for the Lord. Like it doesn't matter who I meet. Like I'm gonna sit in bed and pray about it and. I'll be in this opportunity. And sometimes it's not like that. Sometimes you put people into your life mm-hmm. just to meet them and to make those connections. So um, in due time, time will tell, but I'm not as hung up on it as I used to be. I'm kind of just letting it ride. I feel it'll that. be there. That's interesting because like, I remember when we had the conversation 
I think that's what's cool too. I think that's why I have like I don't know. This is just gonna sound weird, but there's like this. Uh, I've had a lot of. I have. I don't have a lot of friends. I know a lot of people. I'm cool with a lot of people, but there's certain people that I keep in my circle that I check on consistently, just because like that's just where my vibe is, my energy is. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's some people I don't check on just because it's not a consistent energy. It's just every now and then energy. But I think mm-hmm. what was cool about meeting you was this. Um, for the first time in a long time. I was able to meet somebody who would probably be the closest at understanding where I'm at mentally with what I'm chasing. Mm-hmm. Because you're, you're saying, you know, how you were involved and you had these opportunities mm-hmm. and you're waiting for kind of like the next step. Mm-hmm. The next step never came. So now you're kind of doing what you felt you were called to do or need to do for now until mm-hmm. that is opened back up. Absolutely. And then when I heard that, it was just like, yo, I can relate because. I've been doing this podcast to kind of create my own opportunity. I've had shout out to Jordan, shout out to Lulu, um, just, I mean, Tobias, everybody who's given me opportunities to work in similar areas, mm-hmm. to work with UMS, to just, you know, do uh, sound select and work with Red Bull and things like that. But that permanent chance, that chance that you were looking for, for, mm-hmm. for me, never came either. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, damn, how do I, like, it's a weird, it's a weird thing because a lot of people make it seem like, yeah, you have to just go get it. You have to wait for it. Don't just, you know, don't just settle for something else. You got to go get it. And it's mm-hmm. like, no, my story's not like yours. Mm-hmm. Like, I, everybody's life is different. Yeah. And so to hear you saying, yeah, I'm doing this. And, you know, like, yeah, it's cool. Da, 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 da. And that was, that's the interesting thing, too, is, like, I, I find myself doing marketing with this job that I'm doing with now. Mm-hmm. And I do have a genuine passion for marketing. What is going on? I have a genuine <laughs> passion for marketing just because, I mean, I always have. But that will help me tie into the music and entertainment industry. Absolutely. Um, but the thing was just like, damn, I find myself at times, I don't want to say liking this job, but being happy with like being good at it, mm-hmm. being happy with like understanding that I've reached a level of skill that I can actually like claim and be good at mm-hmm. and then run and trust my own intuition. And I've learned a lot of things. I've grown yeah. within a spot. But my biggest fear just for me is, getting stuck because i always have a pull of doing those things mm-hmm. you know what i mean like there's mm-hmm. days where um i'll be working and you know you're not always like i don't know maybe it's just me maybe i'm just a bad employee i don't know <laughs> but there's days where i'll be on the computer i, I do my work mm-hmm. i do my fucking work but mm-hmm. then sometimes i'll just stumble off and look at shoes check my personal email like, oh. you know what i'm saying Everybody does it. Yo, you can't be on all the time. All if the you time. are, you're taking something. Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. 100%. And so, <laughs> and I'll find days where I'm, you know, doing my job and then I'll find, I'll have an idea, like an episode idea or like, oh, let me reach out to this person that's coming to town or like da 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 and writing it down or like kind of trying to keep it and then my mind starts to just work. And I don't know, that's happened with a lot of jobs, like a lot of my life with this one particular area of like creativity mm-hmm. and sometimes it feels like a gift sometimes it feels like a curse mm. but i've been learning how to balance it but i've always felt the same way it's like yo that door's not open yet but maybe it'll open again mm-hmm. or maybe you know i'm not letting that die so i think that's i think that's what really like made me say let me keep her in my circle not just for the networking like yeah oh she knows a lot of people but like she gets it. Mm-hmm. She's a shitty texter, but she gets it. You know what I mean? I'm like, I think that that's what was that was, what was cool. Oh so. man, man, dang, yeah. <laughs> At least I admit it. I admit it. And yeah, I'm working on it. it. Oh, and I'm working on it. 
I have some tangible things that I'm actually trying to strive for this year. So you Same should here. see things getting better in six months. Hey, I'm here Maybe. for it. And I'm like, in my mind, <laughs> I'm here for it. First and foremost, I'm also here for like, if my opportunities start coming, how can mm-hmm. I get you involved? Like that's mm-hmm. my whole thing is that like, how can I reciprocate yeah. that energy? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you, you, you know, you, but you already knew that. You Love knew that. it. I know. I know. Um, but before we kind of get into a couple more things, I want to talk about 2020 just a little bit. Um, who are some, I want some people to understand your music taste because mm. I feel like Tion the person and Tion like the, 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 the music person, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> it can be two different people at times. When I found out your taste of music, I was like, this is different. Oh, this is different. Yeah. So what is yeah. your, your music taste kind of like? Oh, man. Uh, it's kind of all over the place. My hard nose are heavy metal um, for sure. Like, don't even try and put that on in my car because I'm not going to listen to it. Um, mm-hmm. Country, from going to college in South Dakota, it's been growing on me. It was so funny. The bad. way you say Dakota, I know you've been there. Like, I know you've been there. You don't even say, like, <sighs> I'm from the South, so I, I just say Dakota, like, like. Mm. Like two mm. words, but you're like Dakota. Mm. Like, it's like, it's like I can't even, I can't even, I can't even fix my mouth to say the oh, proper man. pronunciation for well, it. Well, when you have a lot of friends in the Midwest that grew up in the Midwest and have like an accent, if you want to say, like South Dakota or Minnesota, it's yeah, it yeah. See, sticks. that's a, that thing. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> that thing. But um, <laughs> anywho, I like oh man, like I grew up listening to like Michael Jackson, um, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Oh man, um, J Lo, Tony Braxton, like everybody, like a lot of like cool like R and B people. So mm-hmm. that's kind of switched into. Oh man, I I I really like anything. I really like anything. I feel like in high school, I kind of switched over to my white girl side with like Fall Out Boy and. Insync, uh, yeah, you just not talk oh, about Insync. Like, love me Insync, but then that goes into Justin Timberlake. Justin Timberlake's my man of all men of all men. He is the man. Um, so yeah, so I. I mean, I wish I could, like, pinpoint some people, like, ah, oh, man, I love me some Post Malone. Justin but Bieber? But I also love me some, oh, Justin Bieber's my man, too. I'm, like, a white girl at heart, but, um, yeah, <laughs> that, and, like, Drake, of course, and, ah, oh, man, black, ooh, I, ooh, man, love me some black. Um, Do you think else? you're a white, oh, I'm sorry, let me not just take what you're you said. Let me, let me Let me actually help you say what I think you're saying. <laughs> I'm like, do you think you're a white girl at heart? Because no, we're gonna we're gonna fix that. Cause I know what you meant. Do you think that you have more of a thing for pop music in multiple genres than you do, like an affinity for white artists? Hmm. Like That's I'm, th- I'm listening to question. what you're saying. I'm listening to you saying in sync, yeah. Bieber, Post, yeah. Black, yeah. Khalid. I think you said Khalid too. I love you some and Khalid. a lot of these artists are popular artists within yeah. their genre already. Yeah. Yeah, so it's yeah. like I noticed. Isaiah's like that. Isaiah yeah. has a, like, I'll say ours to Isaiah, and he literally only finds his music through what Apple Music plays for him or Apple Radio plays for him. So yeah. usually that works in a pop way. Yeah. They play the hits that are. Exactly. Do you find that yeah. with yourself? I kind of do. But at the same time, like, I also grew up, like, singing, like, belting and sing, belting Britney Spears. Like, I didn't, I didn't really fuck some Backstreet Boys. But having that pop, like, persona mm-hmm. and then like my music taste kind of just fell into pop and like loving pop i mean i do like other genres as well but i uh yeah yeah 
Pa, I th- I feel like Papa would be. I can see yeah, that. For sure. That's why I wanted to make sure, because you know, where we were going towards, I wanted yeah. to make sure I kind of helped you with the narrative. Mm-hmm. The narrative was getting a little... That's exactly you know, where it came from, because that's like that's my those are my roots. Those are like my my genre roots, honestly. Yeah. So I can't have a strong black woman be like I'm white at heart. <laughs> yeah, like, I can be both. Okay, you know what I mean, yeah. I, I, yeah, you know, but um, okay, I feel yeah. that. I feel that. I feel yeah, that. yeah. Um, so let's kind of talk about 2020 a bit, and I'm not gonna sit here and have this whole episode about old oh, 2020. We're gonna get into the the motivation spirit, like yo, mm. oh yo, hold on, <laughs> hold up, hold up. Before I even talk about 2020, mental health check in. Totally skipped over it. Let's do it. It's 2020, so I'm trying to get it together. Um, mental health check-in. You know what that is, correct? Yes, okay. I do. Do you want to go first? Or I can go first. Mine's you heavy. go first. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> it's okay. My mental Let's health go. check-in is actually not that great. Mm. Um, we are seven days into the new year, mm. um, and I think I've recently found myself having anxiety. Um, and I don't say that as in like a victim mentality or like, Oh, what was me? I have anxiety, but um, mm. I struggled with depression a couple of years ago, and I, I I fought through that, and you know, and and it was good. Um, but I can't say I ever really had anxiety. I couldn't explain to you what anxiety felt like mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I was just kind of uh, you know, talking to my lady recently and asking her because she's into uh, she's like in the medical field, and she studied psychology and she says she helps me kind of break down those things sometimes she says use use google yourself but <laughs> it is but um my thing was like yo i'll be honest the uh i came into the new year and i was like okay cool like this the year we get it i had the i had my focus like the podcast thing and we're going to use this as a networking tool mm-hmm. to meet and have finally get into the rooms and talk to people yeah. that I want to talk to. And that'll help open doors. Like I was really going to use that tool for myself and for others. And, um, I was really excited. Still am excited somewhere, but mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, I think two days into Jan- into to the new year, what Trump bombed Iran <sighs> and started this whole thing. I'm not a political person. I'm I'm really not, and I'm not shitting on myself saying like I'm not. Cause I I realized as I get older, I need to be involved with politics, especially that more than ever. Just at least knowing what's going on, mm-hmm. because one thing I want to do this year is try to use my platform to encourage people to vote. Absolutely. Um, that's the least I can do. Um, but seeing that understanding what was done understanding who he was to the people um and just seeing like it was a very gut-wrenching sad heavy feeling because it's like you know it's it's like somebody's acting it's like you being in a car and the driver's acting fucking crazy. He's going 100. He's taking all the turns. It's raining. It's snowing. Mm-hmm. And you're like, he's reckless. Mm-hmm. And you can't hop out. You hop out, you die. Like You can't hop out when somebody's going that crazy. All you can do is sit there for a ride. You know what I mean? Like, yo, like, why? You, you can't. Mm-hmm. And, that, and, and, and that's the feeling I started to get was like, damn, he's just starting shit. Like, we have eight, nine more months, hopefully, of just, just to get to re-election. Mm-hmm. But he's just starting shit, and, 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 and so many lives are about to be affected, and you just see how hard they're taking it, and, and like, I just had this feeling of, like, like no hope, or, like, just, like, un, like uncannied worry. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, in my gut. It was, like, a stomach feeling, like, you kind of, it felt like, 
it felt like you could feel it in your in the bottom of your stomach. Yeah. It felt heavy. Mm-hmm. And I was feeling like that probably for the, I mean, I've been probably feeling like that for the past like four or five days. And we're only seven days into January. <laughs> um, and I didn't know what that feeling was. Yeah. Like I was like, I'm not depressed, mm-hmm. but like I'm just not always happy. I'm not always excited. I'm not excited as I was before I came into the year about the passion projects. Like, yeah. And it's not like that changed, but I can't stop feeling this about that mm-hmm. and it was just super weird um i thought i kind of got over it yesterday and then today today is january the 8th or 7th oh snap i'm terrible with dates i know you said december earlier it is the it 7th, is the 7th. Yeah. um and i just kind of saw that apparently iran um was uh bombing uh a military a u.s military base on in iran hmm. um and those feelings are coming right back Mm-hmm. Like I saw it before, I, it happened when I was uh when I was driving over here. Yeah. Um. The news kind of came out, and those feelings, I just kind of started fighting them. I had prayed about it, like yeah. all that stuff. I was, I'm trying, I'm trying. Mm-hmm. Like I can't, like you, because you can't, mm-hmm. you can't have fear and trust God at the same time. Those two things on the line. Yeah. And but I felt that I still feel that feeling in my stomach now, and I'm feeling that kind of energy, and um, like. It's getting depressed thinking about you know they're sending these troops out to fucking die because he mm-hmm. doesn't even care about their lives and like mm-hmm. just thinking about like reasons why i have a hard time even trusting or joining the military because they don't even care about us mm-hmm. and like better and like all this mm-hmm. like all these things that's where my mind works the mm-hmm. spiral of worry mm-hmm. worry worry so um that's where my mental health is at there's a lot of anxiety um i probably need to see a therapist mm-hmm. we're working on it mm-hmm. Um, but, but that's where I'm at. And I'm just trying to have a lot more faith and trust in just, I guess, like just, just God and, and, and that feeling that the people are going to be okay. And mm-hmm. just us kind of trying to prevail and survive and, and stay strong and together through this ignorance. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, just praying for people. It's praying for the people, myself yeah. and all that stuff. So, um, my mental health could be a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm blessed enough to acknowledge how i'm feeling acknowledge that i'm not okay Mm -hmm. and look forward to getting better so that's kind of where i'm at gotcha okay yeah sorry that was heavy that was a lot nah that wasn't that was not heavy at all (laughs) nothing's heavy anymore in 2020 i I think because we're all a lot more similar than we think that we are that is very true um we're gonna pause on my mental health and go back to yours real quick but uh (laughs) um i see you i see you um that's tough. It is. That's tough. And it's hard to, oh, man, like, I feel like with going back to Trump and being um, the presidency and stuff, I feel like it's a lot of us only see what we want to see. Mm-hmm. Earlier this year, I had, like, a little tiff with my best friend's mom. Mm-hmm. I posted something on Instagram, like, basically cussing him out because he had that one um, tweet about, like, being like lynched or whatnot and that struck a chord in me because that kind of if anybody references anything to lynching it's to black people right like they're they're they be lying if they're saying oh i hear the word lynching and you don't automatically think of slaves being Slavery. lynched back in the day right. yeah absolutely so i kind of went off and kind of cussed him out and she's like how could you do that like xyz blah 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 like he's done so much for the black community this is my best friend's mom Who, and i was like done so much for the black community trump and i was like you know what yeah you you are ignorant you're also um, kind of colorful so I don't know why you're defending him but anyways yeah she made me even push to kind of like 
do a little bit more research as well and kind of like see like what he's done or what they're doing or whatnot. And I even um, kind of looked up what the heck is going on right now. Mm-hmm. And supposedly Iran had done two things before he had bombed and like that nobody knows about, like mm-hmm. nobody even puts out um, and kind of stuff like that. And it's like, and it's sad and it's kind of disheartening because nobody wants to go to war again. Nobody no. does. We, we and don't, I don't think we need it and it doesn't like, I can't remember what the, the, the quote was, but, like, war doesn't solve anything. Mm-mm. It's just, like, a ego trip, and it's just mm-hmm. a defense mechanism. Like Exactly. Kind of. Wars, yeah. a lot of the reason for war is because people can't, like, and I'm I'm not the I'm not the most socially correct and political person, mm-hmm. so I could be saying something and it could just be yeah. totally not factual or whatever, but um, I just think a lot of things are just, like, money-based yeah. power-based mm-hmm. and it's not about talking and like coming to a reasonable uh agreement or an agreement to disagree it's just about like yo like my dick's bigger than yours like, what are you gonna <laughs> do about it and it's like can't do damn thing no exactly but it's big. like at the same like, time yeah you know <laughs> and this is gonna be a crazy like thing but like you're like you're it's the selfishness of it all mm-hmm. like I think that's what fucked me up too. Was mm-hmm. that damn all this shit is going on, and like I feel helpless. I was like this is probably mm-hmm. just a point zero 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 five percent of how people feel in other countries mm-hmm. where they're ruled by dictatorships oh, and things yeah. like that. And I was like, if that's how this feels. I can't yeah. even imagine. And that imagine. really, like though, that was like it's the tough. big spiraling point. Like fuck, it's tough. And even yeah. one of my friends had to bring me back down to earth, and I'm like, how in the hell could this man be running our country? And like, how could god be okay with that how how could he be okay with that like he wants good for our world he wants good for humanity like this is some fuck shit she's like tion there were a handful of tyrants that god let lead his people for a long time Mm -hmm. in the bible and there was not one time where god did not deliver them or wait and deliver them from that tyrant like that's part of those are part of biblical stories yeah this is a part of america right now it's not going to last. Like, there's terms for a reason. Yeah. So things will change. Thank goodness. I pray to God things change. But at the same time, like, being fearful and, like, trusting, that's a real thing. It's hard to do. It's very, very hard to do. But even just thinking, like, all right, God, like, you know what's going on. You already know what's going to happen five months from now than we do. Yeah. And whatever's meant to happen, like, let's say he comes back in eight months. Like, that was his. that's his plan. That's yeah. his plan. But we aren't the only ones feeling this way. And it's, and it's tough and it's sad, but... God knows. He he knows. My whole thing, what kind of helps helps me feel a little bit better is that um, and this is I, I'm not I gotta stop saying things are weird. Um, I remember listening to an interview at Chance, and uh, I remember him mentioning something about like the world and like some kind of Bible quote I think, mm-hmm. but it kind of reminded me of like we're not supposed to be so like so friendly and, and so entwined with the way of the world like i think that was what kind of clicked was like damn i'm so worried about what's going on Mm -hmm. like have i took the time to think about other people and like how i'm still gonna like does this fear and this feeling consume me Mm -hmm. because it's not him Mm -hmm. like it's clearly that's not a feeling that he can give you so does that feeling consume me and stop me from being like that like clog up my vessel mm-hmm. you know what i mean and i i, I try thinking about that sometimes because i true. think you know i can't like i'm not 
we're all not here forever. Mm -hmm. Um, but at the same time, just like with the impact, what impact can you make using your time? Absolutely. All that kind of stuff. And, uh, I was just thinking about it that way. Like, I can't, I can't let that get to me too much. I can't let that fear sit with me too much. How can mm -hmm. I impact with other people? Like, I feel like what I'm doing is a mission within was what he's working with me on. So how, I can't let that, this feeling overcome. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that's kind of how I look at it. It's like, if I let that feeling overcome, mm -hmm. I'm worried about the world. The world isn't my friend. And he's worried, we worry about the spirit, <laughs> my spirit yeah. and everybody else's spirit. And how can they get right? How can I pray for them? And it used to not make sense to me. Like, how can you pray for somebody who's so, and I still feel that way. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. There's some people I'm just like, yeah, I can't pray for you, but I can give you a car. <laughs> you can call a number. You, you can handle that. But I, I just ain't got the, you know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, you got to pray. You got to pray for him, man. And I just, I just, I, and, and that's the most that I could do. But like, I just, yeah. I just, that's kind of how I've been looking. That helps me I got you. climb out of it a little bit. Okay. But, um, okay. We're done with me. Right. I want to get to you a little bit. I, I want to move on. <laughs> I know we took a lot of time. I, it's I, okay. It's okay. No, no I'm to. happy with this because I literally tweeted was like, "Yo, I'm excited to record this episode because it's gonna it's gonna feel like a session, mm -hmm. like where I just get to conversate mm -hmm. back and forth. You get me, good. you get how I'm feeling. You're good with yeah. the emotion, so yeah. Uh, you think so, Emma? I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, knocked gotcha. out my entire eye on the mic, <laughs> but it's okay. <laughs> good thing you got glasses. Um, let's see. Uh, mental health for me, I feel as though 2020 so far. It honestly feels like just a continuation of 2019, honestly. Mm -hmm. It feels like Christmas came and went, New Year's came and went, and it's just another day. Yeah. That's kind of trying to have, like, think about just a little bit. Um, I mean, I feel I feel pretty good. Like, I'm stressed out in a couple different ways. I feel like it's just, like, trying to get your feet back with going on, like, vacation. Not vacation, but break of, like, having, like, breaks in work and being time off. away and yeah. being off kind of can set you off a little bit and trying to get you back in your rhythm, but... Um, I feel good about this year. I also try, I try not to look too far ahead because then I get distracted and then I get wrapped up in what could be or what I could be doing and it's not quite helping me in the present. Yeah. So my biggest thing this year is kind of just controlling what I can currently control and the rest will follow. And I need to do that because I'm also, I'm very, I, I don't know. I, I kind of, I'm the type of person that doesn't like worrying about things mm -hmm. if it's like days away or weeks away until it's like the day before. Oh, that's how I, that's how I I'm getting better at yes, it. Yes. I have to get better. That feeling of like, God damn, it's right there. I, yeah. I should prepared. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, Oh, Tiana, are you coming on Saturday? I'm like, oh, what's Saturday? Like you like I told reminders. You last Monday. <laughs> it's like, like, I don't like, remember, oh, like shit. put it on my calendar. But, uh, um, I just like, I have like just like fitness goals. Like, Things to make me feel better. Right. I feel like I need to do Tion this year because a lot of it was just trying to figure out exactly who I was and where I was. And now that I'm trying to get my feet underneath me and trying to get going in my the career that I have now, um, it's promising. Of course, like we're not all perfect. Nope. Um, I, I'm working on like loving myself a little bit more. I feel like I have been comparing myself for a very long time to others and that's not a healthy mindset to have. Great. Um, Agreed. So I just need to just do me and then commit to just – Getting better, feeling better, you know. Yep. So, um, it's not a, it's not a bad year. Like Justin Bieber just came out with his new single, so that's already foreshadowing great stuff for the year. I can't complain, but yeah. So, <laughs> I I'm I'm all right. I'm 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 good. That's good. I want to be there for people that need it the most this that's year. Good. So I rock with yeah, it. No I one's alone. No one's alone. I agree. I and nothing's too that. heavy. 
That's true. I should have said that earlier, but it's definitely true. Yeah. Um, but you know, let's get into some meat. Wow. That was a great conversation that went much longer than I thought. That's why I love it. Time <laughs> does not matter. Um, I want to get into um, a friend of the show, somebody who was on the show maybe four or five episodes ago, Olu Bliss, home from New York. Um, he just dropped his project that he spoke about uh, sometime in December, Slum Sonata EP, about six tracks, I believe, six or seven tracks um, of Straight Fire the entire way through. I said, bro, when you drop that shit, I'm going to play it. So what am I going to do? I'm sorry, 2020, and I'm playing his new shit. So this is from the Slum Sonata EP. You can get it on all streaming platforms, especially Spotify. We get to two joints, my favorite joints off of those tracks. Um, I played Cold Cry like five times on here, so I can't play that again. But I will play Wildfire, and the next track, the next track after that is gonna be Mercury's Refrain. So let's get into this new Olu Bliss. There's a wildfire. Please don't close your eyes. Let it. Myself. 
part of you feels like I'm ripping through pages. Is it breaking me from the spell? So please don't waste your time wishing you were mine. Someday I'll be fine. Not today. Not tonight. Oh, 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 oh. It's a sunlight. Friend of the show, New York's own Nigerian born, New York Nigeria's own, New York's own, whatever you want to call it. That was Olu Bliss. That was Wildfire. Um, that was the first track you heard on track after that was Mercury's Refrain. From his recent project, Slum Sonata, my apologies. Instead of six tracks, it's four tracks. Very, you know, good uh it's good music, y'all. It's good vibes. I think it's good music to play after work, before work, kind of sets that mood and that tone. Um, it's just really good energy. He told me about this project. Um, and he was right. It, everything he said was right. It's good. I, I don't think Olu Bliss can make bad music. And um, he just proved to me again that I my theory is correct. So shout out to Olu Bliss if you want to follow him on social media. It is at Olu Bliss, O-L-U-B-L-I-S-S. And if you still can't find it, hit me up. I'll send you the right way. Okay. So um, real quick, um, we talked about energy. I guess real quick, I just want to mention this before we get into what I'm, the next topic. Um, I'm not going to talk about like energy going in, into this year, um, but my energy, my, my mindset uh, is decade. I'm not going to think about 2020 and like this year and how's my life been in this time span of 12 months. I'm thinking long term. Um, I think that's the best way to, to approach it. A lot of uh, when I. Uh, I'm not trying to get like super spiritual on y'all. I know some of y'all may not be spiritual who listen. I get it. I get it. I'm not forcing it on y'all. Yes, I am. It's just me. <laughs> it's just who I. It's just, it's just who I am. It's how it works. Where I find my peace. Um, but 
uh, one thing that the pastor kind of said on New Year's Eve when I went to that uh, to church service was, uh, you know, we have a higher opportunity to feel let down and to be feel very ashamed about um, how life is going when we judge our lives and what we've done in a time span of a year. But wiser people, if you don't notice, end up speaking about things in a longer, long, a long term type of perspective. They think about the decade. They think about, you know, a lifetime or those kind of things. And the reason why when we go back and we talk about certain things in the past, we say during this decade, during this decade, during this whatever, we don't always say this year, during that year, 2000, whatever was crazy. We always say like the 2005s or not, or not 2005, but you get what I'm saying. Um, so that's kind of my perspective is I'm thinking about uh, things long term. You know, this year is rough all year. It's just one rough year. I got nine more left to really you know, make something happen. So that's kind of how I'm looking at it. And um, I'm still using this podcast which i'm just seeing more day after day feel like a brand to me as a tool start opening these doors um and really get these in like not i'm saying we really have these conversations with people to uh not only really just open up a certain door for me but just to uh continue to allow me to not just have one key for my own but to have multiple keys so i can help people and creatives open the door and open other doors that I had no business opening, but that's the one they want to open. So that's mm. where that's where my mind is going for this year mm-hmm. and uh, my perspective. Uh, do you have anything you want to touch on? I think you kind of touched on it earlier, right, actually. Yeah, and I mean, also, even looking in the future in that way, too, I feel as though not every day is promised. Facts. Lord knows if we're going to make it to the end of the decade, you know? Mm-hmm. But I just have to know that with my values and my core values and morals or whatnot, just to... Just to love people, love everybody. Just be light. I feel like that's my biggest vision for the decade or for this year or whatnot. Yeah. Um, because there's not a lot. There's not a lot of love. There's love in the world, but there could be more. There could be a. There could be a, a lot, lot more, more love and a lot more unity, which you can't have one without the other. Amen. Amen. So those. That's that's how I feel. Just loving others, loving them hard, making sure people aren't feeling like they're alone. Just walking with people because I need to be walked with. So. Um, yeah, unity for sure. I haven't heard that word for in a sure. minute. You and I T Y. I believe that 100. <laughs> percent That was great. I was like, oh, she's not gonna sing with me. Okay, <laughs> all right. Solo, cool. All right, I'm rocking. Um, but let's get into some cool shit. Um, no name. I want to have. I want to take a moment to um, give an appreciation to No Name as an artist, as a person. Um, if you're not familiar with No Name, look her up. Do your research. Hit me up. I'll tell you about her. Um, but she's an incredible musician, music artist. Uh, I don't want to really cap her in a box and say she's a great female rapper. Uh, I don't want to say she's just a great rapper because where she's at now, she's established herself as somebody who is more than just this dynamic rapper, uh, you know, just rapper, singer, whatever, only puts out projects so often. She has really become a staple in the community. Um, somebody who was not afraid to speak up on certain issues, um, not afraid of ridicule, ridicule, not afraid of, uh, like I said, speaking on behalf of her people and being honest. And I think I, I can't tell you how much that means to me because black women have it hard enough. So to be a black woman and not be afraid to speak about how you feel and not care about how people continue to try to box you in as a musician. Um, 
to not care about how people continuously don't really give you credit for the work that you've done outside of music, starting your own book club, really giving black bookworms or book nerds or just mm-hmm. black kids something to, uh, you know, feel some kind of community to. That's really what it's done. I feel like book clubs bring a lot of community together. They bring people mm-hmm. together. We know this. So for her to take her platform and do something I've never really seen before from an artist, um, especially, you know, fresh off of two artists and we thought that she was going to be like the next... I don't know, like the next really big thing in, in music. <laughs> and I think she still can be. I think she still, I know her love for music. I don't know how strong it is. Um, her first two projects were amazing. Are you familiar with No Name before I keep no, appreciating? Keep, I, I, no, I, 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 I want to be. I will gladly put Honestly, you on. I yeah. think you will love her music. Um, yeah. Her first album, let me get my phone. Um, Actually, no, I'm going to pull up my handy dandy Spotify <laughs> on my handy dandy MacBook. Boy, sometimes I'm, I think that's what I need to do. Sometimes I need to just like go home and watch cartoons. <laughs> like that's like therapy for me for sure. Just watching bring it gumball, back. bring it back. Anything, yeah, I need to. Um, but her first album that I stumbled on, you know, because she used to be called No Name Gypsy. She dropped the Gypsy and this became No Name. I always heard her music through. Um, I'm really big in Chicago music. Um, what is now probably like popular Chicago artists: Chance, uh, Vic, Saba. Um, the whole pivot gang, um, just Mick Jenkins, uh, the mind. I discovered her through listening to their music, and um, once I found out she made music of her own, I was like, "Wow, you know, let's dive in." And the first product she she released uh, was Telephone, and it was a ten track project featuring, of course, the Chicago homies of. Uh, Olix, Mino, Saba, Joseph, Raven Lene, who I think you'd really like a lot. Hmm. Um, Xavier Omar, San Antonio Native, uh, Cam Obi, Rory, uh, and the Mind. And it was till this day. Actually, I've been to tell you the truth, I've been playing this album to calm my anxiety. Hmm. Like that's how much it did for me, like this in the soul. Hmm. Um, it's a very honest and vulnerable album. This talks about her um she was somebody who's been kind of like very mysterious for a long time. Nobody really heard from her or anything. Um, and she definitely wasn't as active as she is now on social media and just in general. Mm-hmm. So um, it was just a great album. It just talked about her vulnerability, her life. We actually got to peek in on some of the things that she's been through and some of the stories she had to tell and just addressing some of the violence in Chicago at the time. And it was just a, a, a amazing mm-hmm. work of art. Um, awesome. And... I also was blessed, quick story time, had the opportunity to meet her um, thanks to Chrissy. Shout out to Chrissy because um, we were working with like soul, Souls in Action. I always want to say Soul Action, but I'm definitely <laughs> never working with Soul Action. I was working with Souls in Action at the time, and she knew um, his her tour manager at the time, who I think his name was Ronnie. I need to actually reach out to him, and he was a really cool dude. He had, He was finishing touring with No Name. And was going to go tour with Tamino, who's like the, the tour manager. And um, after the No Name show was over, it was at Lost Lake, which is a really small venue. Mm-hmm. And um, had the opportunity like to go backstage and meet like meet her after all everything cleared. And it was kind of funny because I think she had like ate Chick Fil A and it fucked up her <laughs> stomach, and she wasn't feeling that good. Cause I remember her saying like, "Damn, it was like Chick Fil A fucked me up." <laughs> and it was awkward too. It was kind of awkward. So like, uh, cause her band was back there too, and her uh. 
one of her i can't remember what what instrument they played or if it was a backup singer or a drummer or what it was but she was like you look like childish gambino and i've heard that before i really have and um and she's like, you look like childish gambino in my mind my first thing is like oh no like these niggas really know childish. Like, i don't know like i'm just a fan and so she's like, you look like Charles Gambino. You, know, you, you look like him. And no name was like, who? No, he don't. He doesn't know him at all. And I'm like, damn, she's calling me ugly now. Am I like, what, what's going on? You know what I mean? But it, it was just, it was just really cool to kind of meet them and, and talk to like her in the band for that for that moment and to really meet with the manager. And what's funny is I met the manager again at South by like the next year because Smino was having like a, uh, a zero fatigue show at South by and like. Oh, so that's another story for another time. But he was there, and it was cool to see him again. I actually, I definitely need to reach out to him. I definitely need to put that on my list. Do but it. um, it. like I said, no name. Just that was that was just super cool, and just solidified to me that she was like a real person. Because even though we didn't talk too much, but the energy, the vibe, just her being who she was. She wasn't in Hollywood. She wasn't. She was just still that same woman from Chicago, learning to love herself and being cool with herself, and just learning the industry and her artistry and touring and just being more comfortable with that. And two years later, she dropped Room 25, uh, 11 tracks, uh, less features, same family. We had Folix, Raven Lene, Smino Saba. Um, and it was super dope. It's, it definitely has more of a, I don't even know how to explain this album. I'm still actually digesting it because, God, I'm going to sound like a fucking weirdo. She says, like, pussy a lot in this song. <laughs> and. <laughs> The P word is one of the words. Like, you know, people hate the word moist. The P word is one of my, like, that's the equivalent. You know what I mean? So, like, oh, when man. I first heard it, I was like, damn, she's talking about, you know, the P a lot. You know, I, like, oh, I don't know if I can hold on to this. And um, I stayed away from it for a little bit because I just, I love No Name as an artist too much to just, like, just shit on it and never come back. Mm-hmm. So I came back and I was listening to it slowly. And I just, I think what she's talking about is just amazing just kind of embracing that sexuality and like being comfortable with that, still dropping ball mass raps, mm. um, using her body as uh, a tool to kind of inform the listeners about certain things going on mm. um, and not just, you know, just talking about sex for the value of you know being sexy because No okay. Name isn't like your typical Cardi B, Meg Thee Stallion. Like she doesn't present herself that way you know yeah, what i mean yeah and that's cool that's cool like, i think that it's cool that she kind of had that lane and i think some people were trying to box her like rhapsody and and, and all that stuff but i think she's definitely kind of has a lane of her own um and that was in 2018 and she hasn't dropped music since then and we're going in two mm. years later and for a bit she said that she was uh she dropped a couple singles but for a bit she said that she was done with music like i'm done with music like fuck this shit mm. um and within that she ended up creating a book club um the no name book club and it has since like it was a thing that she said that she wanted to do she's like man i feel like i'm like a book like a book club just for like my fucking people you know what i mean like and and i can always start to tell that she was leaning towards doing something bigger for uh for like just the community and the people and she ended up doing it she ended up getting the whole shit set up mm-hmm. and now she has a full ass book club with i mean literally chapters in new york two in cali That's cool. chicago philly like it's so cool i think she like yeah she's like partnering with certain libraries mm-hmm. to um 
you know, make sure you get your library card and join the book club and join the conversation. <laughs> and that was really cool to me to see that. Like, I, I don't like reading mm -hmm. and I think I would enjoy it. And it's a healthy thing. Like, I think one of my things was this year was I started, I joined the book club as a patron so that I can uh, substitute reading for a bad habit. Mm. So, for example, I play a lot of video games and I get mm -hmm. stuck. Mm -hmm. And I don't mind playing video games, but I think it became to a point where I felt like I was wasting my time and I wasn't getting mm -hmm. anything from it. Mm -hmm. And so, like, this year I'm going to join No Names Book Club. I'm going to try to get the books, and I'm going to try to be a part of the conversation. That's me. Ah. I remind myself to do therapy for my knee. Um, but I'm going to join this book club, and I'm going to start developing healthy habits. And this is what I'm working out, of course, but mm -hmm. this is going to be one of them. Instead of playing video games, I'm going to read a book. Mm -hmm. Like, that's how I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. um, and so I joined uh, her book club so I could start doing that and hopefully eventually become a part of the conversation when they have these uh, talks and things like that. But I just wanted to, to, to bring that up just to just show how valuable it is to, of course, be really good at one thing, but knowing that it's okay for your heart to take you into another direction and to be bigger and do more things mm -hmm. with the base that you've created and have an even bigger impact on like your community. That's cool. Like that's so cool to me. I don't know a lot of artists who have done that. Um, if no name decides to never make another album ever again, which I think she might drop one this year, but if she decides to never make another album, I will still be a fan based off the work that she's done in mm -hmm. her community and that she continues to do with this platform. And I'm so glad that rappers are starting to see that, it's not about just rap. Like, what are you, you going to do? Like, yeah. when rap ends, what are you going to do? Like, how are you going to use your platform? How are you going to find longevity in the culture? Absolutely. And I think she's she's done an amazing job. So, sorry, that was just me That's giving awesome. out multiple flowers <laughs> to No Name. No Name. She deserves it. For sure. That's For awesome. sure. That's um, awesome. You know, uh, Rumble, Rumble, Black Woman, Rumble, Rumble Woman, Rumble, whatever whatever you want to call it. But just keep on fighting that fight. I'm, I'm here to support however I can. Um, also, fuck Amazon Day is on January 11th, <laughs> and that's a whole thing within itself. Read it because I think she put me on some game about Amazon too that made me really think about it. No way. Yeah, yeah. it's and it's a cool thing. It's like don't buy your books from Amazon. Go support your local bookstore. Mm. Go support your library. Got you. You okay. know, that's and awesome. yeah, that's it's it's amazing. Cool. It's that's amazing. Hilarious. So that's my segment of no name appreciation. <laughs> I will definitely send you the album so you can go listen to it. Thank you. Hit me up. Let me know what you think about it yourself. Thank you. Um, one more thing I want to get into before we get into some more music is the Coachella lineup. Have you seen it? No. No. Okay, cool. So um, let's see. Peek over here. Pe come on my side for a little bit real quick. And I'll kind of get us started about uh, Coachella. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, So the Coachella lineup, there was a rumor. I have like the worst case of hiccups. And it only happens when I talk a lot. And I think it's a habit of me forgetting to breathe. And so I hiccup. Um, Coachella just officially released the lineup. Um, the rumor at first was Frank Ocean, Travis Scott, and Rage Against the Machines were going to be the uh, the headliners. And people were like, whoa, whoa, you know, whoa. And uh, in my mind, I was like, please, I've been waiting. Like, we've been waiting for... Frank Ocean to perform for a long time. Yeah, no did. way. No way. And they announced it. So for um that Friday, Rage Against the Machine is gonna be the headliner. 
Saturday is going to be Travis Scott. And Sunday, Frank Ocean will be closing out Coachella. Um, there's a lot of really good names on here that me and you can both probably enjoy. Calvin Harris, Run the Jewels, Rex County, Meg, Brockhampton, of course. Big Sean is on here. The City Girls is on here. Um, man, there's, and this is just, I'm just telling you Friday. YB and Corday is on here, which he definitely deserves to be here after his amazing year. Pink Sweats, another guy who deserves to be here. Oh man, and there's so many names on here, and that's like I said, that's just one night tonight. Um, that's just one day. When we get to uh, Saturday, we got the baby, Summer Walker, Savage, Disclosure. I haven't heard from Disclosure in a long ass time. Um, Flume is on here. Sway Lee. It's interesting that Sway Lee, by himself. He's good. Yeah, he's good, but it's interesting that he's here by himself. Roddy Rich, amazing year. Kof, uh, Kofi Kof, or Coffee? I think it's Kofi. I'm fucking up. I, I get it confused with the name of the wrestler, so forgive me if I'm messing it up with the name of the artist. But, um, I mean, y'all can read the list. Bad, bad, not good. Freddie Gibbs and Mad Liver on this bitch. <laughs> like, so many artists, and I'm just, like, I can't even, it's amazing. Um, I still also can't, I'm going to send the C so you can send your phone too, so you can hop back on the mic. Uh, but I uh, still don't have an urge to actually go see Coachella just because Coachella is so big, I feel like the spot that you end up potentially getting to see that artist, it would it be I I'm I'd be more satisfied watching it via live stream. Hi Key, how expensive are those tickets? They're probably some of the most expensive festival tickets on the market today. <laughs> Which means da, 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 da. They are probably some of the most expensive tickets <laughs> on the market today. <laughs> They're not cheap. Oh. Uh I can't remember what I saw price wise last year. Don't you pay by day or do you pay for I think you pay right then and there. Wow. Um, right now, there's a waiting list. Of course, I saw um, that. I like, which there wasn't there a couple of days ago. But that's how expensive tickets are. Like The, the fact that Frank Ocean mm -hmm. can be announced as a headliner with Travis Scott and Rage Against the Machines, Three Legends, and them not sell out automatically. Yeah. It's because it's like that expensive. So expensive. It's in that place. It's really, it's really like a... a it's like in the desert, too. Like Coachella isn't yeah. like in the city. Like it's... Yeah. Out there, like some camping shit, yeah. yeah. So, um, I thought it was dope. I still mm -hmm. hold the feeling that, um, Coachella is supported mm -hmm. by people who kind of rock with like uh, the the, the the Donald Trump campaign. I have not <laughs> forgot about that. Um, mm. uh, I also know that there's a large. What's going on here? Oh, my bad. I also, yeah, I also know that there's a large um, fan base. Of uh, oh, you're good. You're good. <laughs> like a huge fan base, not fan base, but there's a lot of uh, don't want this to sound crazy. I'm not bashing white people, but this is a you know, a lot of white people at this festival, which is it's cool, you know, but um. I don't know. I just never, I've never really felt compelled to uh, go see Coachella. Mm. So mm -hmm. this would be the year that I actually would probably like to go. But see, my best friend had gone last year, mm -hmm. and she said she had a good time. But she did say like, it's all that's a lot of hype for not a lot of. Yeah, like you're like so far back. That you can't even, you can't even drink. You can't even drink while you can't drink in, on the premises. Like you have to be outside of the park to drink. No way. Yeah, she could not bring her alcohol 
and watch a show. Like they banned alcohol from inside the premises. It's crazy. That's sick. So it's like outside a gate, like you can be drinking from afar and watch the show. Mm-hmm. But that and like, of course, like people there to get their pictures and stuff. But she's like, I love those artists. And sometimes you can see them great. Sometimes you can't. Yeah. But it's all she's like, it's it's a hype. It's a hype. She's like, I won't go again. Everybody should mm. figure it out once. But a lot of it's all really, really hyped. Some artists don't go on that you came all the way like Damn, 2,000 miles real? to see. Yeah. That's crazy. So it just depends. But it's and it's up there. I think that's my whole thing. I think where I'm looking at now is uh like maybe I can just like catch Frank Ocean mm-hmm. later. Mm-hmm. Because if he's he hasn't released an album in quite some time. Um, also he, like, this could mean that he maybe he's releasing new music. He's been dropping new music recently. So this could maybe mean a new album's coming before April. That'd be awesome. Um, and if that's the case, hopefully he gets back to touring. And if he does, I'm pretty sure he will only tour on a festival run. Mm. Then I'll be happy because that one year he canceled a lot of festivals and did only so many. Mm -hmm. So, um, Remember that? Yeah. Canceled a lot. So I think um, that's kind of what I'm waiting for. I'm going to see if he's going to hop on any more lineups. If he went to South by Southwest, <laughs> I'm still waiting on that. I'm still waiting on that. And see, I love Frank Ocean because he was one of those very first artists that came out with, um, that, like, he he owned up to having mental issues. He yeah. owned up to going through shit that people didn't think he was going through. Mm-hmm. And he took the time to figure that out and do what he needed to do to get back to where he was as as an artist and i feel like that kind of will help him that just he'll he'll come back a little bit different he'll still be frank ocean but gosh man like he was a great testament to being a human being yeah. an artist frank Ocean's amazing i sure. think he's still is going to end up because none of his projects sound the same and i always appreciate that from an artist mm-hmm. so i think he's going to continue to kind of grow and, and really uh i don't know it's continuing to be great really I don't know if everybody's going to rock with it, but that experimental level he has in, in his music, I think that's going to be a going to be a thing that people really love and remember him for Absolutely. as his career continues to go on. Mm-hmm. So, uh that's the Coachella lineup. It looks cool as it always kind of does every year. Um <laughs> so let's see what happens. Hopefully Frank Ocean goes on more tours and I don't have to buy tickets to uh <laughs> Coachella because yeah. I'm not I'm not. Um shout out to everybody who is um, but let's get into some music before we kind of get into the last piece, our last bit of music. Um, this woman actually is releasing a song with Carrie Foe on, uh, I think, tomorrow, which recording is Tuesday. Tomorrow is Wednesday. So by the time that this episode drops, she'll have dropped her um, song with Carrie Foe. But her name is Amindi. Um, and her music is really dope. I was listening to her recent, uh, I think it's her recent project. I don't know if it's a compilation of songs from 2016 or if this is just a title but it's from her latest project um 2016 from cam with chef um and the track is going to be egg isle or exile and the track after ah exile like exile mm. but eggs isle mm. ah i see she did there <laughs> and um the track after that's going to be uh lucille balls too trust me title sounds kind of weird but hmm. these songs are dope she's an amazing artist um shout out to amindy i'm heavily anticipating this carry uh carry Fo track and i cannot wait to hear it but um let's get into some of this music say you pray a young god you're an exile walking in the grocery store in the eggs i'll check it off your checklist you need real breakfast at least that's what your dad says 
In your finest linens and your textiles Contemplating, texting your ex while You'll regret this, you're a mess, it's fine At least that's what your dad says And your dad ain't ever lies And he always tells the truth So you keep him by your side And he keep your food and roof He supports your hopes and dreams Like a dad is supposed to do And you wanna do big things He support those big things too On your face got that just got that check smile On your neck got that give me respect style I don't blame ya, it's a game you played And you know all the rules You a Libra, got skills like a reptile Keep the balance and balance for 10 miles And maintain the name you stayed the same And you know all the rules Say a prayer, young God, you're in exile Walking in the grocery store in the exile Check it off your checklist, you need breakfast At least that's what your dad says In your finest linens and your textiles Contemplating, texting your ex while You'll regret this, you're a mess, it's fine At least that's what your dad says At least that's what your dad says At least that's what your dad says. At least that's what your dad says. Misguided by the light you follow. And you lit it yourself in your head and your mind is hollow. You don't need no one else who you living for. How about you play by your own rules? Make some art and download some pro tools. And your dad said what happens when he dies. And you're still doing what your dad says. And your dad ain't ever lied. And he always tell the truth. So you keep him by your side. And he keep your food and roof. He supports your hopes and dreams. Like a dad is supposed to do. And you wanna do big things He supports those big things too On your face got that just got that check smile On your neck got that give me respect style I don't blame ya, it's a game you played And you know all the rules You a Libra, got skills like a reptile Keep the balance and balance for 10 miles And maintain the name you stay the same And you know all the rules
before that was exile um like i said amazing artist make sure you follow her on social media i think it's just amindi a-m-i-n-d-i on social media if you can't find it hit me up i'll send you in the right direction she has a track coming out with carrie foe that's going to be already out by the time this show drops so make sure you go check that out the artwork looks amazing like the cover art i mean I say it looks amazing because the picture of them two and they're both beautiful women. So it looks amazing. <laughs> um, and always shout out to Carrie Fo. I want her on my show so fucking bad. <laughs> so bad. She's amazing. I had the opportunity to meet her at South by Southwest mm-hmm. briefly. And she just seems super cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Manifestation. She's one of the manif- you will be on the show one day. This is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Not taking no for an answer. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to start walking around like fucking Nodwire uh, <laughs> with like a mic in my hand. So if I ever meet them, I just talk to them and just <laughs> put the mic in their face and then we just have a combo. <laughs> like, yeah, I've had so many interviews. Oh, I love They're that. all like 30 seconds long. Um, <laughs> but there's a couple, th- one more thing I want to kind of get into um, before we kind of get ready to wrap things up. Um, like I said, I spoke on my, my kind of like perspective and my mind state as of recent and um a couple of things it was interesting i was listening to uh shout out to the homie devon um put me on hype uh hype radio i think it's called hop radio it's a show it's kind of about fashion and they interview uh fashion uh fashion industry figures and they talk about their company and things like that they had um the owner's uh, they had Ben Baller on, who's like the owner of like Diamond, or uh, not, that's not not Ben. He's the owner of Diamond, but they had like a uh, Ben Baller on. I forgot what he was. I, I can't remember what Ben Baller was. Um, forgive me. Um, they've also had uh, man Joe Fresh Goods from uh, you know his whole brand. They've, they've had a lot of people on, a lot of big figures on. I'm drawing blank on the names, but recently they had uh, an episode. Um, cause I listen to all my podcasts on Spotify. Damn, my, my camera, my phone going crazy on this mic still. But there was an episode they did with the creators or co-creators of um Pata, which is a really popular brand, like really really published. Uh, I don't want to say streetwear or whatever it is, but it's a really popular brand. And I was listening to this episode. Yeah, it's called Business of Hype from uh Hype Hype Beast Radio. And it was with, ooh. Edson, Sabaho, and Guyama or Guy Schmidt of Pata, P-A-T-T-A. I butchered those names. I sincerely apologize. <laughs> really, really good episode, though, um, because, and, and like I said, maybe it's just God working. Mm-hmm. But um, as I was listening to the episode, I ran to a tweet that somebody had posted on Twitter, and it basically had said um, it was uh, Lena Waith. And they were asking her, like, what advice would she give to creators in 2020 trying to break into the entertainment industry? And she basically said, focus on your craft and master that craft. Don't try to be good at multiple things because then you won't be you won't do anything. 
But if you get good and you master your one thing, then you'll do that and you can grow within that. But don't try to master multiple things at once. Master one and start there and then grow within. Mm. Um, and I thought that was really interesting advice. Didn't know the take of it at that time. I'm listening to this episode and they get into a point where they're uh, talking about kind of like the gift and the curse that is social media. Mm-hmm. The gift that social media allows you to interact with so many people and really like open up a whole new level of marketing and, and brand awareness. But at the same time, it allows you to compare yourself without you even knowing to others and other people's success. Um, and that, you know, in the past when there wasn't any social media, you would just do things out of the pure enjoyment of having love for it and not being able to see what everybody else is doing. So you're still consistently purely doing this off of love and enjoyment. As in today, you have a better opportunity to feel down or to compare yourself, which comparison is the thief of joy. Um, and you have more of an opportunity to compare yourself against things you see on social media because it's so prevalent. It's so out there. It's really the only way we can really market our stuff sometimes. And, um, just how you have to love yourself, have knowledge of self. Um, and it was interesting because as he said that, the next things he basically said was, you gotta know yourself, love yourself, understand what you're good at, understand what you're trash at mm-hmm. and understand what you want to do. And that shit sounds super simple, Mm -hmm. very, very simple. But I sat down and thought to myself after hearing that in relation to what Lena Waithe had said. And, you know, I was like, dang, she said, mastering your craft, getting good at one thing, not stretching yourself too thin. Mm -hmm. They're here talking about, you know, knowing what you're good at, being self-aware, knowing what you're good at, knowing what you suck at, and then, Mm -hmm. you know, figuring out what you want to do. And it kind of relates. It's the same kind of concept. I was like, dang, well, I hope that was kind of like the message that was getting through to me. But, um... What is your kind of take on that? Is like, do you think it's good to be, you know, be good at multiple things, or is it better to focus on mastering your craft? Like, what do you think in your mind? Yeah, um, I feel as though it could be both, honestly. But I feel like people see the most success honing in on their specific talent because you could be good at everything. A lot of people are multi-talented. Yeah, but I feel as though we are designed to have very specific. Um, gifts, mm-hmm. very specific gifts. Sometimes we might think that we have a little bit more than that, which we might, right. but I feel as though we can hone in on that one gift and build from that. I feel like that's very, very crucial because even within my professional job um, with recruiting, we have a lot of different positions that we recruit on, but the goal of the company or basically our core values is to um, stick with what you know. Mm-hmm. And if there's a skill set that we repeatedly recruit on, and it's a repeatable skill set, then that's what will grow our business because we're experts on it. And then let's say we want something different and then we want to learn and develop in something else. That's great too. But that one, our bread and butter will, will be the one that will reap us what the we're root. sowing. Absolutely. Right. So I feel as though both of those mindsets are, are true and it's right. Cause you should know yourself. Mm-hmm. You should know what you're good at and then you should figure out what you want to do with that. Because that's your gift and that's how you're supposed to use it. And it wasn't given to you just for shits and giggles. No, 100%. I literally took that word and went home and started to journal about it. Because I never Mm -hmm. thought about it. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, even having the conversation with you, I I don't think I specifically was able to tell you the title, what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. I just, I think my statement was I wanted to be in the music entertainment industry doing marketing. Yeah. And... As that may sound descriptive to me in your head, that's a very vague statement because there's so many 
positions. Avenues. Yeah. yeah. And I, I went home and was like, yo, what am I good at? Mm-hmm. Yo, what the fuck am I trash at? Mm-hmm. And like, what do I want to do? And it worked. Yeah. It really put a lot of things into perspective, yeah. gave me a lot of peace of mind. And um, to all the creators out there, I think that is something that you should do. If you're in a point, which a lot of us are, uh, especially outside of college or in college, mm-hmm. we don't know what we want to do. We know what we like, but we just don't know what we want to do career wise. We don't want to feel stuck. We don't want to waste time. Bump all that. The best advice I've gotten in 2020 so far, some of the best advice I've gotten in 2020 so far is that uh, understanding what you're good at, understanding what you're not good at, and understanding what you maybe want to do. It doesn't have to be a direct thing. You don't have to be like, oh, I want to be a, I don't know, event manager, and that's what I'm going to do. Like, no, it can. you can have multiple things that you want to mm-hmm. want to do, but understand that, like, that knowledge of self comes from sitting with yourself and having any, a self-evaluation and knowing, you know, all those kind of things and breaking it down. Like, I think one thing that we all have to work on, including myself for sure, is that a lot of things that we want to do um, or look into or have success in, they take research. Mm-hmm. And I think part of our research in life is to self-evaluate. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Understanding yourself and doing that bit of research so that you can uh, go forward and have the best chance to find happiness mm-hmm. and be successful with the skill, like the gift that you have. Because it's also hard to find your gift. Exactly. Like, that's very difficult. Exactly. I even feel like it's very, one thing that I feel like millennials think is they can do a lot of things on their own. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of human beings on this planet. Our parents, our mentors, pe- our like peers that are older than us that we can tap into because they've lived life. They've yep. lived life. They know. They There's have, wisdom there. Absolutely. Um, just tapping into people and resources, not being afraid to ask questions, I feel like will be very beneficial for us moving on because we can learn from other people's mistakes, make our own mistakes ourselves, but we can't do it alone. Yep. That's why we have these people to be relational. That's why God put humans on this planet to be relational with one another, but we have to utilize each other in the best of ways. And that's what this show is all about, folks. Mm-hmm. Like I tell you, I, I don't, I know I'm, I'm aiming to, you know, get other artists on here and things like that. And, and part of that is for that story and that perspective and that conversation to be had to, continue inspiring creatives further and things like that but at the same time the reason why i say it all the time the reason why i have these different creatives on here from just the homies like with you um uh fuck it milky way of the dj um righteous clothing designer um blake the photographer the reason why i have these different creatives up here isn't just so i can be like oh hey y'all i can talk to people yeah. i'm good at this journalism shit like no yeah. that's not what it is it's like yo yeah. You can learn from any creative, no, like even if y'all doing different things, you can learn from that story. There's Absolutely. something to take from it. There's mm-hmm. whether it's inspiration, whether it's skill, whether it's um, tools, there's something that you can take from it. And we all have to kind of come together as a community of creatives who aren't mm-hmm. super successful, but taking yeah. pieces of success in as we go mm-hmm. and lend a helping hand, understand. Like, you don't have to, like, sometimes I think we also have a hard time understanding what support is and we struggle with support. Mm -hmm. Some of us can't support, you know, with money. So we try to support with just brand awareness and stuff like that. But it's also like sometimes a good piece of support is giving me the knowledge that I need to make myself better. Mm -hmm. So like, that's how I can support you. And that's Mm -hmm. how I'm going to carry on the brands to do. But, um, damn, I cover everything that I want to say. Oh yeah. So we talked about the gift and the curse that is social media. (laughs) <laughs> and the last thing that I want to kind of touch on, what do you have social, me- social media-wise? Um, <laughs> I have Facebook, barely. Mm-hmm. Um, Instagram, 
feel like that's my number one platform that I'm on the most. And then I just re-downloaded Twitter. Why? Um, I feel as though Twitter's a great um, tool to be in the know. I feel as though there's a lot more news on there. There's a lot more up and coming, like maybe politics. Um, I feel like that's a little bit more accessible when it comes to worldly things that are happening. I feel like Instagram is more of like a story, no pun intended. Yeah. Um, but I feel like sometimes when you want to get to know things or figure things out, you can go to Twitter because a lot of platforms use it. Entertainment, pol- politics, um, media, all that stuff. I agree. I agree. How long have you been off of Twitter for? Oh, man. Uh, two years? Three years? Damn. Yeah. You're coming back into a whole different Twitter. I am. Do you know that? I am. Okay. I, like, have, like, what, mm, 50 followers. Oh, okay. 30 followers. Hey, follow me. I'll get you to the right people. <laughs> gotcha. It's a nasty Not that I need world. followers, but it's just, like, I didn't I didn't build my, quote-unquote, Twitter brand, so I'm pretty still new in the game. I'm, like, fresh, because... I it's mean, not a beautiful place. It's a nasty place. <laughs> yeah. Or I'm I not mean, saying like, beautiful, but just like new, like in the game, like in the Twitter game to like keep up. Oh, like, no, but I'm telling you, this is a nasty place. Oh, I'm bet. letting you know what you're getting into. It's a I nasty bet. place. I Everybody bet. has something to say. Mm-hmm. Nobody takes anything serious. It's also yeah. a great place to like find news, though. Find and news. it's funny. Like sometimes it's the funny. funniest stuff yeah. comes from Twitter. And I'm like, oh, And it balls. usually falls into... Facebook, Everything else, Instagram, true. Yeah. So that's very true. But since we're millennials, we want we want it now. You gotta get to that first, uh, first taste, platform. The first yeah, taste of social media. Um, what is your what is your relationship like with social media? Sorry, uh, I don't like it. I don't like it. Why? I don't like it because kind of what you touched on before. Like before we before. <laughs> Before, go ahead. Sorry, I was cutting you off. I was laughing at you. I'm trying to laugh. Uh, no, nah, come on, laugh. Get the laughs out. In full, in full transparency, I feel as though Instagram turned into. It has. It's very toxic. I feel like social media right now is very, very toxic. I agree. Um, I feel as though I always tell myself like I need to take a break, like I need to just get off and clear my mind, all that stuff. Um. But kind of earlier when I was talking about comparison, like it's a nasty cycle. And at the same time, sometimes I feel as though some of my friends are posting literally every single motherfucking thing that's happening in their life. Right. And at that rate, there's like a type of validation. Mm-hmm. We're all we, we all want to be validated the, as as much as I don't want to admit that. It's something that this world has turned into. It's something that social media has turned us all into, whether we know it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel as though we were meant for a bigger purpose and not to be validated by those around us, but to be validated by the one that created us. And mm-hmm. I feel like Instagram, in a big, fat way, has put a cloth over all of our eyes. And I feel like the most disgusting part about that is that I knew that I was addicted to social media when I found myself absentmindedly opening up that app without even realizing that I was on it. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. Like being sure. in my kitchen, like cooking, like going, like texting someone. And then all of a sudden I'm on Instagram. I'm like, how, how the fuck did I get on Instagram? Yeah. You know, what? it's just an innate trait that I have taught myself to be on there. And what do you then do in scrolling. The morning when you wake up? Get on Instagram. Yeah. It's disgusting. I just started breaking it. Like, yeah. even if it's. Even if it's just literally getting up, turn off my alarm five times, because that's what I do. I turn off mm-hmm. my alarm five times. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, like, 
to me, I just try to like do meditation, mm. try to remind myself to do positive words of affirmation to replace getting on Twitter, exactly. getting on Instagram. Exactly. Like it's a bad habit. It's hard. It's, it's habit. bad, but nobody, we don't have enough people advocating for that side of it. Yeah. Neither do we want to. Mm-hmm. Are we committed to doing that? Is anybody else doing that? No. Well, a lot of people think it's as easy as just turning your shit off. Like, mm-hmm. don't use it. And I I agree. The concept seems much easier. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, when your usage is that heavy, when you work around it, when you use it to run your own business, mm-hmm. it's not as easy as just turning this shit off. Exactly. You know what I mean? Or like, deleting the app, you know? Yeah, it's not that easy. You know what I mean? And it's just mm-hmm. like, the only ones I use is Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. That's it. But mm-hmm. I'm on there a lot. I mean, I say <laughs> some shit, but I'm on there a lot. And yeah. like, I don't like it. And I try not to be on it as much. But yeah. I also don't have this podcast. I have a brand. Exactly. Like, topics and exactly. things like that. So it's like trying to find a healthy medium of like, okay, mm-hmm. am I just on this bitch because mm-hmm. I'm automatically on it? Or mm-hmm. that's why I kind of like the uh, the new Apple thing where it shows you your, your usage. Because like, yeah, it's bad. You're like, yo, I was on for how long? Mm-hmm. How many hours this week? Yeah, and you know where that time goes. <sighs> yeah. Whether it's YouTube, yeah. whether it's Twitter, Instagram. Exactly. You know where it's exactly. at. Exactly. And we all wonder why our phones die so fast. It's because we're on. That's just sucking the life out, you sucking know? Sucking the life out of them, yep. But you know what? We'll, we'll, we'll all get better with time. Like I said, I think it's, it's about this development. I'm, I'm really trying to develop healthy habits mm-hmm. um, because everything is just trying to seep from food to hobbies um i think i can be even now i'm trying to create a graphic or some kind of graphic every single week mm-hmm. to not just prepare, like to better myself in the graphic design department uh area but also just to have a better i got like doing that shit yeah so like instead of i don't know maybe going to eat out or going to do some weird shit yeah. or like tempting to play video games mm-hmm. or whatever Create something. Be pro- like something if, I, if I find a, a habit of being productive mm-hmm. and like chasing knowledge or whatever, mm-hmm. and I make that a habit, Heck yeah. I think I'll feel a lot better with myself yeah, more often than not. Your mindset will change. Like your lifestyle will change. Like just the little things. 100%. It's crazy. I'm not, I haven't experienced that yet, but I want to. So you get to it. And if I'll you right don't, you. I will help you. But one thing I can't give up though are those, the memes. Memes. Like make oh, my yeah. day every day, every <laughs> motherfucking day. Oh my gosh! You big old box of memes. Yes. Oh man, the stuff you send to your friends, just some funny, like true life stuff that you've thought since you were young. Like, and this Negro is my thing. Shit, if you were good at texting, shit. I would love to share memes. But you are true. Like you're not. I'm sorry. I'm I'm being real negative, Nancy. From this day on, <laughs> I am working on that. Even when I was texting you yesterday to set this day up. Mm-hmm. I was much better, wasn't I? Oh, much better. Because I was being very intentional, and I knew that you knew I was a crappy texter, so mama's trying to get better. I just like giving you a hard time about it. I know you do, but, I, but it's, it's for real, though. No, it, it's, it's pretty rough. <laughs> it's pretty rough. But, um, but yeah, um, I wanted to kind of get ready. We're going to get ready to wrap things up. Mm-hmm. Um, before we get out of here, I do this thing called the prayer list. Ooh, um, yes. And usually, I have mine kind of set up, so I know what to do. I have not written one down. Um, so basically the prayer list is anybody who you feel like needs good energy, uh, whether it's somebody who's in a really bad place or in a really good place, just sending that kind of energy and, and that, um, so the energy, I keep saying energy to them, but you get what I'm saying. <laughs> energy. Um, so do you want to go first or I can go first? Oh man. 
You know what? Actually, you go first because Kay. last time we had a lesson like that, you made me go first. So now I it's did. your time. I did. I'm being petty. Oh, nothing wrong with that. Um, I feel on my prayer list, I the first person that comes to mind is my brother, my little brother. He's like uh, right after me. So I'm 26 and he's 25. We're 18 months apart. He lives in New York chasing his dreams and doing his music thing. But he's realizing with being in New York and he actually basically he's a full time server, but does like open mics on the night at nights um, trying to like get his music out there. He just dropped a new single X, Y, Z. But what kind of music does he make? Um, well, I mean, it's kind of <sighs> we'll talk about it after. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. So yeah. I'll, I'll put you on. I'll put you guys on. But uh, he he's realizing reality, too. Like that kind of hit him as well. Like it's it's hard knock life out in New York. It's yeah. expensive. It's it's a lot. It's tough. Like if you're not really making things work or making a life out of yourself through your dream and your passion, you got to figure out another way to do that. And being in like the um, food industry and all that jazz, it's tough. It's hard. It's kind of toxic as well. So yeah. he is stepping away from what he loves to do to come home and re-swizzle and figure things out. And I mean, I commend him for that because it took him a while to kind of realize that at the moment it wasn't really serving him, which is okay. Um, and he was stressing about it, like going through some things, figuring out like personally, like sexuality shit, all of that. Um, and he, he's a firm believer. He loves the Lord and he's trying to find that relationship to where he can feel at peace with everything that's going on. But right now he's kind of struggling. So, um, I do want to pray for him because he's being super strong about it. He's the oldest boy. So he feels as though he needs to. Um, but yeah, I know that there are bright things in his future he is one of my best friends. I love him so much, but sometimes he puts on a tough face and he needs the Lord in Jesus. So for sure, um, pray for my brother, David. Um, yeah. I'm trying to do you do more than one person. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, but you don't have like a long, like I'll give you Grammy music eventually if it gets too long. <laughs> you know what I mean? But true, true. <laughs> um, probably my mama, my mama, she's a strong, strong lady. She has, um, multiple sclerosis. Oh, and it's been progressing, unfortunately. Mm, sorry to hear um, that. Slowly. It's okay. She's a bad bitch. She'll, she, she's <laughs> good. Um, but at the same time, she also puts on a strong front. And um, it's been kind of hard financially for her as well recently. Um, so just praying that, you know, things come to fruition with, um, like, peace for her. Just peace for her. Because she's been so strong and so gracious and so um, spiritually sound. And I just pray that she keeps the faith and just keeps trucking because um, even though she doesn't want to admit, let us know that she's struggling on days that she is. Um, I can see it. I yeah. know it. Like, you can't you can't bullshit a bullshitter. I'm just kidding. But anyways, um, so, yeah, pray for my mama. Um, just pray for all my family and even my dad. Just I think it's just a family prayer. Tonight. Family prayer. I family feel prayer because he he's a great guy. We don't have the best relationship. Um, he kind of fall off spirit fell fell off spiritually after my parents' divorce, which is kind of tough too. But I feel as though he means well. I feel like sometimes I don't think he means well, but he does. Mm -hmm. So just pray that um, his heart softened in a couple different ways, and that he can see the light. Um, I just always pray for him because it's always tough when you think like at the end of life, like who are you going to see in heaven? And mm. if Dad isn't there, that's that's tough. That's really, really tough. Yeah. Because he hasn't, he doesn't, hasn't established that relationship. He broke that relationship. So I always pray for him. So not with me, but with the Lord. So yeah. it's all right. We'll be good. 
Sorry, now that was deep, but that was heavy. Dang. Just uh, just Ooh. some daddy and mommy and brother, brother Trez. I'm gonna put some. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna put some church plays. organs behind your prayer. Mm. Oh my gosh! And pray for you. I'm gonna pray for you. Appreciate that. I'm so thankful that you that. had me on today, and I know that you're going through it. And just know that a lot of people feel as though. And thank you for sharing. You did not have to share that either. You okay, really yeah. didn't. You really did not. But I'm here for you. I see you. I hear you. I feel you. You know. But uh, the Lord, the Lord's got you for sure. He's got I, you. I, Everything's just a season. That. It's and, a season. Um, I tweeted this earlier too. I think one of my favorite parts about doing today's episode in general is uh, and it's the kind of the reason why the podcast again taking everything full circle mm-hmm. is um, I'm not alone. You're not alone. Like you're not no. the only person who is has anxiety or who's worrying about these things. Like you're mm-hmm. not the only person who. I mean, you're not alone. <laughs> you're not alone. Amen. So I That's think true. that um, that within itself, it made everything worthwhile. Um, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, my on my prayer list, um, haven't had time to think about it, but I'm gonna first and foremost, and I don't usually do this, but I want to put myself on there because I just need, mm-hmm. I need that. I need to be, I need to be worked through. Uh, I just need, I I, I need that. I need that good energy. Yeah. Um, uh, I want to of course put you on the prayer list because like I said. Mm. I'm not gonna bash you up being a bad texter at all, cause I know it's gonna change. But I think um, I'm just very blessed that God brought me somebody really cool in my life and a really mm-hmm. really good friend, somebody who uh, I don't say fits the mold, but really fits the mold of of the kind of friends that I kind of keep around, energy sweet. wise and what they like. So I I really want to keep you in the prayer list because uh, you get it, you get me, we get everything career wise, and just I think that um, I think it's just gonna be really cool to kind of balance each other off and keep each other uplifted i have a lot of friends who i think um we uplift each other really well which is just just key in friendships um i want to keep the uh soldiers in this war Mm. on the prayer list man like i can't even get myself to talk about that whole situation again because i'll be back and say that feeling that i'm trying to fight off but i just want to put put them them and their families on the prayer list man like I don't have to say why. I talked about it in the beginning. They need it. Mm-hmm. My heart goes out to them. And I just, yeah. you know, pray God be going with them. Because mm-hmm. um, I can't understand. I know only he can understand that. So, um, of course, my family as well. Um, and, yeah, I think that's about it. Okay. So, uh, Tion, I appreciate you letting me pull up to the casa <laughs> and make this makeshift studio and do this show. I Absolutely. really appreciate it. Um, Thank you. If you're down, we can do more in the future. Bet. Because I always love having just chill episodes with the homies and you're on the list. Honestly, the next story will be how I have been delivered from my shitty texting and <laughs> am on top of things, you know? We'll see. Can't I wait. I hope so. <laughs> we, will, we will see. We'll be back. I've been to have to give you a lot of time. I'll give it some months so you uh-huh. kind of, uh-huh. you know. Okay. Um, All right. But yeah, I appreciate <laughs> you coming on to the show. Thank you. Um, this will not be the last time. But um, with nothing else to be said, we are out. Uh, much love. Check on your friends um, and love yourself. Have that knowledge yourself. And I'm out. Peace.